This podcast contains explicit and graphic materials not suitable for all listeners. Details and topics discussed on wine, whiskey, and murder may be triggering, harmful, or traumatizing to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you so much to everybody who's tuning in to our first episodes. Um, we ask, though, that you just please bear with us while we work out the kinks with our audio and sound quality. Um, also, in the first few episodes, we did record while we were on a camping trip. So you can hear a lot of like outdoorsy sounds like the insects and stuff like that. But I promise this will not continue after the first like three, four or five episodes. <laughs> We are also excited to promote a new wine bar that's opening in our area of Kingsport, Tennessee. Um, Our good friend and running buddy, Talina, will be opening the doors of Inspire Wine Bar at 116 Commerce Street this fall. Check it out. We'll see what works. We're free-balling it now. So, (laughs) welcome, everybody, to Wine, Whiskey, and Murder. Woo! Woo! I'm Adrian. I'm Misty. I'm Mel. And I'm Jim. And yeah. <laughs> so real quick, um, for anybody who's joining us over from the podcast I used to do with my sisters, Crime Wine Bed by Nine, um, it, it just, our schedules were not working out. I had started the podcast um, and they were kind enough to like be on there and provide support and you know listen to me tell them stories and stuff like that but I did not realize the undertaking that I was getting into and after almost a year of it I just couldn't keep it up by myself and these three that I have with me now are some of my very best friends and they knew how much I loved making the show and they came to me and said you know we'll do anything we can to help you continue it. So we have the new show that has been birthed and we are all in the same location. Yeah. Yes. And we are all drinking wine sometimes, whiskey, gem. Yep. <laughs> and talking about usually murder. So <laughs> word anything you guys want to start out with? Any before I'm we just excited. I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I'm thirsty. <laughs> Jim's always thirsty, so it should be it should be fun. He's pouring his whiskey as we speak. I'm drinking Ardbeg. Oh no! Not Everything's Ardbeg. gonna stink in here. Oh no! It smells like a campfire. It, it like tastes campfire. like somebody had whiskey and they dipped their cigarette butts in it, and you decided you wanted to drink it. Oh, it's it's, it's terrible, and I drink everything. There's a sponsor we'll never have. <laughs> Sorry. I won't lie to you, though. This is like the ultimate I'm the honest one here. <laughs> and you will soon find that um, I'm Misty, and I am married to Jim. So there will be... For like 30 glorious years. It's a hostage oh. situation. They've been married as long as I've been alive. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> my baby sister has known him her, all her life. Mel is my sister, so mm-hmm. there... Uh, but, but yeah, so you, you will pick up on some of the nuances of our relationship as we go through this because... And the drunker Misty gets. <laughs> <laughs> like, please don't call anybody on it. <laughs> 
She I, won't I, really hurt him. I might, I might threaten, but I have never actually went through <laughs> with any of my threats. So. And if it's possible, I get better with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and if he doesn't, he has three women who will definitely let him know. Yes. So, yes. no worries. Yeah. <laughs> Mel, Jim, anything yeah. you guys would like to add? I already mentioned that was awesome. So. Okay. <laughs> um, oh gosh, that is so smoky. <laughs> it's amazing. I really would like an Artbeg sponsor just so I could get the free stuff. Yeah, I smell I it. I know. It's amazing. I'm glad right? you're sitting there. I'm sorry. You <laughs> Don't breathe it's, on her. I can't, what am I supposed to only breathe in? <laughs> yeah. This kind of works though because right now we're camping. Yeah. Yeah. No, like it's, the it's not me. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. it's not me. Mm-hmm. So you might hear some uh, cars drive by. Mm-hmm. Tonight, like I said, we will drink wine some of the time, but, um, you know, I'm middle-aged, and I cannot drink wine all the time. <laughs> what? What does that have to do with not being able to drink wine, though? It's just, like, wine, the older you get, like, wine makes you sleepy. It gives you, like, worse hangover. That doesn't That's work why you took a nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't drink wine all the time. So oh, what was That was on water. Well, because, it, yeah. because it was camping, and I was so tired because I only slept for six hours because that asshole came in at, like, three o'clock. <laughs> you guys so the wine that i've gotten today for us to try is called because it doesn't have it on the bottle for some reason cherry's rainbow oh well thank you jim it's on the back but why isn't it on the front i know that, that's that why is they have dumb. a man on the podcast now just saying okay Uh-oh. don't worry don't worry is sparkling or no? we can get that cut out it's a <laughs> No, we want them to know you. <laughs> Just a joke. So yes, as Jimothy said, it's a 2020 Cherries and Rainbow White Wine. I got this from Wink Wine, which is an online wine subscription that I learned about from one of my favorite podcasts, Wine and Crime. So I believe this wine is, I don't know if they're exclusive to this wine club, but if you wanted to try it, I'm pretty sure you have to go through Wink Wine Club. It's a 13% ABV, and even though it says it's cherries, it says it has tasting notes of apricot, baking spice, citrus, and green apple, so mm. we might be disappointed because I got this because I thought there was going to be cherries. Wait, did you say baby spice? <laughs> baking spice. Oh. <laughs> oh, tell me what you want. What you really want. <laughs> so we're going to try it and see if we can pick up this crack. Well, the alcoholics are poor in their stuff. <laughs> Mine is Ardbeg 10 Year. It's from Islay, the island. Um, sea spray, I don't know. It's it's very smoky. We've had it before. I have. Um, it's in the southern part of Islay. It's very, very, very smoky. I love it. Oh, the wine is from France, by the way. Ooh, we fancy. Fancy. Mine is Scotch. It smells like wine. <laughs> So, I don't know. Are you not a wine fan? I will drink wine as long as it's sweet and generally white wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, for me, most wine just tastes like wine. There's, like, the cotton candy wine that we've got before that it actually tastes like something different. Yeah. 
but the majority Ooh, of the time, wine you is come wine. over to my house and drink bottles of wine with me. The whole bottle. Two yes, glasses. because as I've already discussed, I will drink anything as long as it's not Ardbeg. Yeah, this is good whiskey, man. This is scotch. Let's see what this wine Put some like. hair on your chest. I'm a fan. It's kind of dry. It is drier than than Melinda would like. Yeah, I I think it's good. I like it. It's it's crisp. Mm -hmm. I like stuff that's refreshing. Yeah, yeah. So this is nice. It's probably semi dry. It's not like real dry. I did disclaim in the beginning. I'm a sweet wine girl. I think I forgot to read that, but yes, it is a dry wine. It does say on the. Tasting notes and stuff. Well, now we know for the next time, no dry wines. They well, want it to taste like liquid cake. What? Listen, it'll be some. drank. Oh, yeah, well, that's yeah. That's true. You already almost drank. finished yeah. the bottle. Mm-hmm. And it's between three of us. Jimothy. <laughs> yeah. Jimothy. James. All right. Um, and just so the listeners know, he wanted you to think his name was Sebastian. I was trying to think of a cool name for the podcast. Though. Mm-hmm. Have a he also wanted to be have an Irish accent. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's British. That's from his, yeah, I know, but it was from that Adam Sandler movie. Where, what was it? With uh, the hot girl from Friends. Jennifer Aniston was in it with him. Just go with yeah. it. Just go with it. Mm-hmm. And the little girl, she just yes. said, she said that. Yes. Like, she did. Talking? That's true. And she said that. She said, yeah. she goes, let me hear it. He goes, hello. She goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she did it anyway. Yeah. So yeah. stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's funny. Alright. I'm sure they're tired of listening to us banter back and forth. We're ready for our... Um, Let's see what you got. What is our, what's our case? What is our inaugural case? Yeah. The inaugural case is one that I had been getting a lot of requests for on Crime Wine Bed by Nine um, at the end of last year, but we just didn't really have the information by the time, so we today are going to talk about the Idaho College Murders. Oh. Oh, okay. So most people in the States who are interested in true crime are probably at least somewhat familiar with this case. Um, This is, you know, happened at the end of last year. There were four University of Idaho students who were murdered in their off-campus house in the early morning hours of November 13th, 2022. And for the first few weeks after the crime, there was very little information provided by the police to the public. And what was provided seemed to, like, it just raised more questions than provided answers. And it's led to a lot of speculation within, not just, like, the community, but especially in the age of the internet. It just, there was a lot of theories that were running rampant. Like, at the time, I remember, and I know it's, like, all based on an algorithm, like, on TikTok and stuff, but it was, like, the only thing that was showing up on my newsfeed. That's because you look at horrible stuff. <laughs> That's well, she does have a crime podcast. So, you know. Sorry, she has two now. No, she has two. <laughs> One yes. of them is not running. <laughs> but it's, what is it? It's like true crime, dogs, sassy gay men. That's my Sounds <laughs> just like mine. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sure. sure. No, mine is horrible. We don't want to stumble in here. You do not. You do not. <laughs> you do not. Yeah, I apologize to whoever picks up my phone next. He needs, he needs that friend that will go and find and delete. My and, history yes. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got that on all delete. You can't oh, put that good. on any of your family yeah. or friends. It's no. got to be somebody. Yeah. It's a good thing you, you're, you have to buy you're tech savvy and you can auto-delete. 
His is worse. I was yeah, about to say, he would understand. He's the one that showed me stuff. I'm like, right. I didn't even know that shit existed. <laughs> so, before we start into the details, I wanted to first, like, let you know um, who the victims were of this case. Three of the four of them were either currently living in the house or they had previously lived in the house where the killings occurred. And this was a three-story home um, with six bedrooms, and there were two bedrooms on each floor. We had seniors from the University of Idaho. Madison Mogan and Kaylee Gonsalves. Then there was junior Zana Kernodal, and she was 20 at the time, and she was the third roommate. And the fourth student that was found in the home was Zana's boyfriend. He is was 20-year-old freshman Ethan Chapin or Chapin. One guy with all those chicks? Yes. She, Holy he crap. Was the he was the girlfriend or boyfriend, boyfriend to... Oh. Yeah. My mind went a totally different direction. Proceed. Yeah. That sounds about right. So at about 9 p.m. on Saturday, November 12th, 2022, Zana and Ethan were confirmed to have been at a party at the Sigma Chi fraternity, and Ethan was a member here. The frat house was also within walking distance to the house, um, and the house, just for anybody who might be in the area, was on 1122 King Road in Moscow, Idaho, and again, this is where Zanna lived lived with several roommates in the six-bedroom structure, and the house was actually about a mile away, or less than a mile from the frat house. Witnesses would also place Madison and Kaylee at a local sports bar in Moscow, and this was called the Corner Club, and this was about a mile and a half from where the girls lived. Throughout the night, also, Kaylee was posting, apparently, updates and pictures on her Instagram, and there were two surviving roommates at the house that night, um, and they apparently had bedrooms on the ground floor. They reportedly arrived home first that evening before 1 a.m. on technically November 13th and they went to bed and they were apparently not harmed at all and um, the police reported that they slept through the entire incident initially and just real quick like you can find their names but like I said there's a lot of speculation going on with this case because there's very little information that the police released and, you know, with what I was saying about how initially they're saying that the roommates slept through the whole thing, and I'm not going to say their names, because it sounds like they were harassed pretty bad throughout this. A lot of people thought that they might have something to do with it, that it was an inside job. So, just out of respect for them, I'm not going to say their names on here. So at 1.30 a.m., Madison and Kaylee are um, reported to be at a local food truck. It's called the Grub Truck, and this is situated about four blocks from their home. And police are able to confirm this because there's um, a live stream going on Twitter while the girls are there from the food truck. Have y'all ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen, I've seen, well, not until this point, but I've seen mm-hmm. videos of that where you can literally, if the live stream shows the, that they're taking the orders, that oh. they're interacting with, with their, um, with their, 
customers and, and everything. Because I think in one of the ones that I saw, the one the, the gentleman that was taking the order was joking with a customer like, hey, I'm back here with my pen. I need that. You know, I mean, it was, mm -hmm. but it was just like the, it was a video of the whole interaction of, you know, from going to the window to ordering your food, that interaction. Is this like a promotional thing or something? I don't know. I've just, I just saw that that truck actually did the live stream like that. Right. So you were, you were able, hmm. so they did have video of yeah. them ordering their food and standing around and waiting to pick right. up their food. They were able to see who they interacted with right. while they were like I know that waiting for their food and things like that. It just surprised me that it's like a Twitter stream. Like you can yeah. go on there and like watch yeah. this. Like I understand like surveillance, like the mm -hmm. whole Israel Keys thing where the yep. girl was pulled through like the kiosk mm -hmm. and like that's surveillance footage. That's normal. But yeah. I just I didn't know I even yeah. know about this like whole Twitter feed. Yeah. So no, I never heard yeah. of it. I've never I didn't heard see that of one that Snoop Dogg until... did with at the College Girls Town. Huh? <laughs> Didn't Snoop Dogg do one of them video things? A live? I mean, I'm sure he's done a live yeah. feed of something somewhere, know, but like gone wild or something. Oh Jesus. no! <laughs> right? No, James. Moving on. <laughs> I've never seen that either. So there's a live stream on Twitter, and so like Missy was saying, you're able to confirm that they are there. You know, them talking to people, the people that they are interacting with. So this is like great just mm -hmm. to be able to place them they were somewhere. able to eliminate right suspects early mm -hmm. yeah I'm just gonna refill my wine real quick you can refill mine too there you go girl mm -hmm. just so we're all aware i'm still on my first glass of whiskey <laughs> my previous statement about the alcoholics your first <laughs> glass of whiskey and how many beers have you had how, how much did you oh, put in there uh, about two fingers <laughs> <laughs> And Mel's apparently 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at 1.45, Xana and Ethan arrive back at Xana's house. Shortly after this, at approximately 1.56 a.m., Madison and Kaylee are also back at the shared house on King Road. And they're dropped off, it was said, by a private party, which it just basically means it wasn't like an Uber or a Lyft or something like that. And it also kind of has me thinking they might have been a bit intoxicated. But, and this is just complete speculation. I'm not trying to, like, shame anybody, obviously, for drinking or, like, negative assumptions. Yeah, even if they were, they were being responsible. Exactly. So, because so. they were only about four blocks from the house, like, that's a super close walk. Yeah. So, yeah, they, I think they were probably maybe a little bit, eh, and they were being responsible. Mm -hmm. And kudos to them for that. Um, so between 2.26 and 2.52 a.m., there are seven incompleted phone calls that are made from Kaylee's phone to her ex-boyfriend, who is also a student at the University of Idaho. I'm going to try not to say Iowa, because as I was writing this, I kept going back and forth between Idaho and Iowa, because they're the same thing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Totally. They're, they're, they're different states. <laughs> they, they might be a little bit different. Okay. They both start with us. I wrote it, and the title was the Iowa. Oh no! Just because we don't talk about Idaho very often, I know. or Iowa. Well, yeah. Iowa I think comes up more often, unless there's a potato involved. I know, that's my argument oh my for God. Idaho comes go. up more often because there's Idaho potatoes. Yeah, I know, but I just think oh, you, I sense. think you lean towards Iowa when you say I that. lean towards Idaho. No, well, you're 
don't, I don't know. Dick? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... There's seven incompleted phone calls from Kaylee to her ex-boyfriend. There are also three more calls made from Madison's phone to Kaylee's ex between 2.44 and 2.52 a.m. Um, so, a little background on this. Kaylee and the ex actually shared a dog together. So, that's kind of worth mentioning because the dog was also at Kaylee's house this weekend. And so it's, like, possible that she could have been... We're not really sure why she was calling in. The information is never really released. He is cleared eventually, obviously. But, um, you know, to kind of go back to the whole thing where they get, like, a ride home from the food truck that's a quarter mile away, it sounds like some girls in college, like I did, who are randomly calling a guy until he picks up the phone. Like, this one time... I called my friend Ryan, and this was back in, like, 2004, 2005, and you remember when you had to, like, listen to the whole message on your phones before you deleted them? So I left him, like, 25 messages <laughs> and filled up his phone. <laughs> we were not dating. We were not romantically involved. We were just drunk. <laughs> and he was so mad. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to do that. I don't know. That's, that's an hour of his life. I get back. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said almost the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yeah. Another possibility, though, that, like, some people have theorized and that I thought about was maybe she was calling because she was scared about something. I'm not really sure exactly total timeline we get a little bit more like towards like the time of the murders but maybe that was a possibility that she was scared so the next verified activity from the house comes at about 4 a.m and again this is just you've been drinking it's late at night xana accepts a doordash order at the oh house. yeah so. we've done that once or twice um, then the records from TikTok show that Xana was using the app at 4.12 a.m. Again, this is all tracking with what I do when we, <laughs> like the Taylor Swift concert yeah, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets some munchies at 4 in the morning. Yeah. And if you're pulling out of a Taco Bell at 4 in the morning, you should be arrested on the spot. Because <laughs> you're drunk. you got to be drunk. Well, but you stay sober and you drive your wife. Yeah. This whole case is just so extremely sad when you mm-hmm. look at the fact that they were just being college kids. Yeah. yeah. They did nothing wrong. No. Their, their, their world, I mean, they were, from everything that you see, they mm-hmm. were good kids. Yeah. You know, they were just, they just had someone. Mm-hmm. And that's what we'll see. Infiltrate. Is that, yeah. And you lives. never know. You don't. You absolutely know. And that's what makes this, I think, even more terrifying when you get down to, you know, the answers that we're going to get. Because, again, so many people are speculating early on because they're not getting a lot of information from the police that it's an inside job because how could it not be? Right. Right. How could they not hear it and all that? Right. And that's coming up with what I'm going to tell you they found at the crime scene. Um, so again, this is just all pretty run-of-the-mill, like, college students, like, living their lives. It's right before Thanksgiving break and probably 
midterms or everybody's something. Ex- everybody's yep. ex- excited because finals are around the corner. You mm-hmm. know, they've got, you know, they're, they're about done. Mm-hmm. So police found in their investigation of the surrounding buildings and houses that starting at 4.17 a.m. that night, there were security cameras that were close to the house that picked up some questionable sounds. And they've described it to sound like crying, yelling, whimpering, and like um, there was also a loud thud that was picked up at some point. And there was a dog barking like something was wrong. Like when you guys come to my house and Henry sees you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, this is also coming from multiple security cameras around the house, not just one. So these sounds are obviously concerning and they're so loud that nearby security cameras outside of the home are picking them up. So that's a big thing in my book. Um, but it isn't until, and again, this is kind of where it starts with like the speculation about, is this an inside job or whatever? It isn't until 11.58 a.m., so almost noon on Sunday morning, that there is a 911 call that's made from one of the surviving roommate's cell phones. And the caller, who is one of the roommates, but um, they don't identify which one, is requesting help because they have found, quote, an unconscious person, end quote, in the home. This is another area where it kind of gets sticky. So police arrive at the residence just minutes later, and there's a quick search through the home, and they find that there are the dead bodies of the four co-eds on the second and third floors of the home. There are no four signs, or there are no signs of forced entry, and a cursory search reveals that nothing appears to be missing. And I do also kind of have to say, like, when I was in college, I thought that I was bulletproof. And especially if I'd been, like, out drinking or with friends or something. So I can see, like, the whole no no force entry thing. Maybe that sounds a little suspicious, but... And I would never do this now, but I know I left my door unlocked, Mm -hmm. like, all the time. Absolutely. And it was was a party house, Mm -hmm. too. I'm going to go out on the limb and say, you were the unconscious body on the (laughs) floor. So that wasn't probably a rare sight. Just step over Adrian. (laughs) Like, she'll get up eventually. Look, my dad's going to listen to that. (laughs) I'm sure you were an angel. (laughs) And a virgin. And a virgin. seems like normal stuff it is it is absolutely and especially when you have if you have if you live in a house with six roommates are you gonna lock the door every time you come in right and i would think that that you have to rely okay i know so-and-so's coming home in an hour i'm not gonna lock the door and it's idaho where there's 12 people there There is more than 12 it was a very rural town though and i had this like later on but there had not even been a murder in this town since 2015 so for seven years right like it's Literally, yeah, absolutely. even in modern days, it's the kind of place where people aren't locking their doors right. all the time, especially not college students who are living in a multi-level home. And right. I'm sure you could probably walk out to any frat, like, up here in East Tennessee, and 
there's a door open. Mm-hmm. And well, there's security in numbers, too. If you lived alone, right. it would be different. When you got a dozen people traipsing in and out all day yeah. and night long. That was something else that I thought about. Yeah. If I had so many people that I was living with, that's there's right. some sort of security. There's a lot yeah. of security. Yeah. There's, there's strength Absolutely. in numbers. Right. Mm-hmm. I think so. What's your thought? I mean... I just think of Ted Bundy going through the sorority. So. Oh well, yeah. Well, and that and that was that was a, a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. He did, and he he made quick work of. Mm-hmm. Well, I might not it be exact right. science, but a general rule of thumb is the more the merrier. You know, you get yeah, you do. You get lulled into that sense of security mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there are people around. That doesn't necessarily mean you are safe, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I understand. Right, you feel sick. Both sides of mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's those instances where there's a Bundy, obviously. Mm-hmm. And if there weren't, we wouldn't be doing this show. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. again, the no force entry thing, it's not shocking to me. So, all the people in the house who had been on the second and third floors that night were all dead. And the two on the ground floor had not been attacked at all. Like, they were completely fine. Nothing had happened, and they're reporting that they slept through the night. That is strange. It's about to get a little. Bit I strange. think I would but, kill everybody if I, I was killing people. From what you, I, you wouldn't want witnesses. What I read, though, the way that the house mm-hmm. is set up, it wouldn't be necessarily out of the question for mm-hmm. them to have heard absolutely nothing. I think it's more the fact that nobody on the ground floor was attacked, because you would think they would be attacked first, because, given that's right, an easier pass, way out. Right. If, but, but there are those, well, those theories that there like is a target for targeting, right, one They're of targeting the certain people. If you're just going to kill random one people, I'm going to kill the closest yes. one. I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm not walking up three no, flights of steps see, to kill one if I got see, two I can kill here. The way the house is set up, though, there is the ground floor, but I think there's like a second it's floor like a, entrance. Almost a split level, yeah. Yes, where like I've seen like video where yeah. there's, there's like, like a multi level like entrance. I it think. is. Yeah. It is like there's a, a back porch where you can get it's in like on, on a hillside. Yes. Yeah. So those bottom like in the like in the ground for better mm-hmm. you know yeah but, you know you can see the front but the back of the house of that ground floor is underground so it's like a storm whereas then the next floor is where you've got the well it's like if you could get out of our basement absolutely like, you guys have... ours is the same yeah. way okay. yeah, yeah. most houses way. around here yeah. yeah. right. yeah. there's the there's the main level and then there's the basement but a lot of them in our area have like we may have just went in the sliding glass door (laughs) which had been reported that they left open a lot that they did not and we will find there is a sliding glass door as part of this situation okay and i remember yeah it really really was the doorway no not too evil evil came in that door Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) those those those... So turn on. Me. Anybody else get like a semi from that? Yeah, stop. <laughs> You're no, the only those... one, James. Yeah, no, those. those... They're so sexy. And we call them co- college kids, but they were. I mean, they were. They were adults. They had yeah. their whole lives ahead of them. And that lunatic asshole. Mm-hmm. Don't spoil it. No, no, it has to be a lunatic. Well, yeah, but I don't. I don't know the details. I don't either. But now I was thinking, how many times has. Our son, the youngest son, had a party downstairs in the den, and we're in the bedroom. You can't hear shit. Yeah. And that's, that's my We're point. talking less than 50 mm-hmm. feet that away. That is exactly my yeah. point. Our house is only, what, 20, 
300 square right. feet, and that yeah. place is probably We're on the opposite organic. side, but the den is underground. Right. Yeah. This so, is just I the mean, age of the internet, and people are going to speculate, and it's going to be way oh, yeah. worse than it was, like, in the 90s, mm-hmm. because we didn't have this technology, yeah. and Absolutely. people... They don't Absolutely. even have just the access to the information so quickly and yeah. the little bit of information they were right. getting from the police. Everybody thinks they're an armchair detective yeah, these do. days. Right. Absolutely. You know, so. When really it's only just me that is. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> only <laughs> it's only It's only Jimothy. Yeah. Right. It's like that meme that's like the larger person sitting on the couch with like, it's like me on my fourth bowl of Cocoa Puffs and it's like, do you think you can solve the murder? And it's like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah. I can. Better put me yeah. in, coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of armchair quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. With difference from before, now with the internet, a lot of stuff is solved. People like uh, tips. See stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, so it has helped a lot. Where and this, that's going to be helpful. In the 1600s, they'd blame this on a witch. Right. You know? <laughs> Burn them. Yeah, they would burn. They'd burn. And it would be the, someone the local, completely yeah, the local guy that you know is out panhandling. He'd been dead. He'd yeah. been charged with it and convicted, mm-hmm. and they're set on fire. Just light me up. Yeah, so yeah. you know who said that? Light me up. Light me up. Crew of the Apollo. Huh? Go oh. ahead and light me up. Okay, I haven't made it. One Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Wearing a Taylor Swift shirt, so that yeah. makes sense. You got. Enough prison She's tattoos got her, of Taylor Swift going on. Her eras. Prison tattoos. Well, I mean, they're well done prison tattoos. <laughs> I mean, they're not gaudy or horrible, and they look like they're going to stay. I'm just saying you're covered in Taylor tattoos. I'll shut up now. <laughs> yeah, it'd be just a good idea. Digging. I like the ghost one. <laughs> oh, thanks. In case somebody needs to identify you on the street. Because we're the anti-hero. <laughs> be quiet for a minute. Let her finish her story. <laughs> Here comes the, the the husband and wife stuff now. I have to. It's funny though. <laughs> <laughs> and if everybody could see, he's sulking. He's, yeah. He's got mm-hmm. the, the. I'm not. Poor Jimothy. Did you look very sad? Fine. Yeah. I just won't say anything. Oh, okay. oh no. That's not true. He, yeah. <laughs> he literally can't. Not even for a second. You, you will very quickly learn that Jim will never not say anything. <laughs> I'm going to get some more hard egg. It's but, refreshing. And smoky. <laughs> Can it be both? No. Yeah, I think it's great. I'd have sex with this bucket. Okay, but you're a man. That's, That's true. Great, this so. cup is appeasing. <laughs> also, his this, standards aren't this super This can high. is appeasing, but Except for Misty. Except for Misty. Except yes, for Misty. Yes, yes. All right, worse enough about you. Okay, so um, none of the victims in the house had been gagged or restrained in any way. And all of the rooms where the victims were found were also apparently covered in blood. Mm. So again, this is like talking to armchair detectives. And if it's like covered in blood, why are they like calling nine one one saying there's an unconscious person? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just, not an unconscious person in the hallway. Yeah, well, I mean, even if there was, right, yeah, I mean, I don't think that they would, even if they had you know, made it out into the hallway or the something. The wording, unconscious person, you that know, it odd. was that, yeah, that was an odd way to yeah. Yeah, and I to feel describe like, it. It's it not was a bunch of panic kids, kids, too. Right. Well, and plus, there could be an element of disbelief there, like, you wouldn't want to believe you your roommate's dead. To see. Absolutely. Like, I don't remember Definitely. her having red sheets. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I sort of wonder, the further we get into this, if that wasn't just, like, police 
just putting out a statement mm-hmm. to begin with. Because again, we, you know, we have an answer to this at the end of it, but we still don't have the full story because the trial has not happened. Right. And mm-hmm. there's very possible that we could get more information. You know, Ted Bundy was giving up more people up until like his execution day, mm-hmm. you know? So who knows? So on top of this, though, when the police arrived at the house following the 911 call, they found that the door to the home was open, or a door to the home was open. But they also learned that very early on that day, before the 911 call was made, the roommates had actually called some of their friends for help, because they reportedly thought that one of their roommates they had found was just, like, not waking up. So they were calling somebody to be like you know, help or whatever. So this is just also kind of odd. I'm, I'm very torn between, like, is it really the kind of bloodbath that it seems from what some of the reports are? Right. Versus, because if you just thought, I mean, if I just came upon somebody that I was living with and they were obviously murdered, I would lose my shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be calling people to be like, what do you think we should do about this? Right. So it's just kind of odd. It's pretty odd. Again, this is some information that the public becomes aware of pretty soon after the quadruple homicide, and there's just all this immediate speculation surrounding, especially the roommates and their friends, who had come over to the house that morning before the police were there, so it's just all really suspicious. It just kind of, like, immediately would bring people to think, I would think, you know, possible cover-up. Maybe they're trying to take care of something. So again, there's no signs of forced entry. There's nothing missing. Um, the crime scene is reportedly a bloodbath, but apparently the roommates were saying that they just thought this victim was not waking up. So this isn't adding up for the public. And police are also initially reporting that the two surviving roommates, like I said earlier, had slept through the attacks completely. But again, we go back to like not just. I know we talked about it. it's it's easy to kind of like sleep or something. I took a nap this afternoon with everybody right outside the tent and mm-hmm. totally fine. And too, if this, this was common for maybe it was a loud place right. all the time. We had lived in a place twenty years ago that had a train go by. The first mm-hmm. couple of days we stayed there every fucking night. This thing would go by, yeah. wake us up. By a week later, a damn jet could have landed in the in the yard oh, and yeah. we would have never heard it. Noises like that don't yeah, bother you, me you at all. It or, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, the train is kind of soothing it. when we're like oh, no, in New York or something. Burr, burr. Yeah, making all kinds of noise because coming there, right through the backyard. There might be a train come through and you hear it in the podcast because where mm-hmm. we're camping, there is a train track near. Yes, you know you you do, and we have mm-hmm. you know even here just camping. You right, just, yeah, you, get you just get used to it. You know it is here, and mm-hmm. you know it's coming. It is, the one thing that was kind of odd to me, though, was how, again, all these security cameras from the area are picking up these weird sounds. So, like, it was obviously mm-hmm. that loud, and so maybe it's common that the doorbell's ringing at 4 a.m., or that the dog's barking. But, again, this is all I mean, all shit, they could have AirPods in or something. They could have. You know? They absolutely could have. People do things when in a loud environment also to offset, right. and then... Like, have they totally machines, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so. Yeah. See, and I'm not thinking of that because when I was their age, we didn't have that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Right. There's a whole different You were sitting there with your Walkman. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't block sleep sound. Yeah. Our daughter sleeps listening to 
yeah. books on tan right. and stuff sleep. like that. I, I so, think the louder the better. I sleep like a. Kind of we have noise machines, and so that drowns out yeah, a lot of, of my the, nieces. Yeah. the background noise. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah. I, mean, I don't so think it's impossible hear, to hear it. Which is a part of the reason why we probably didn't hear, you know, our youngest with his friends and stuff. Yeah. Because you do, you do things that that help you sleep, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would be willing to guess they probably did have, have their AirPods in yeah. or whatever. So, and then the newer ones are like, noise hella, hella, yeah. 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 noise yeah. canceling. I yeah. go in there and ask the Brendan something and he's three feet away from me and he, yeah. reason, he sees me because there's a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? Oh, yeah. I didn't hear you got the noise canceled. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad absolutely. I wasn't here to kill you. <laughs> you know? And that's what that's what's so heartbreaking about it is that that they instantly go for right. villainizing the survivors, and that yeah. is not Just it sounds odd. It does sound odd, but when you think about all of the all of the the different scenarios. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, but that's another just, thing. This but, is stuff that I'm not even necessarily thinking about as I'm going through and researching mm-hmm. and writing this case and why I like sitting here talking to you all about it because some of the things that you're bringing up, again, well, we didn't have like the AirPods and stuff when mm-hmm. I was in college. So I'm thinking about my time in college right. and how I handled stuff. And there's just a lot more, I don't know, just stuff yeah. out yeah. in the world now that I was not thinking of until yeah. we're sitting down here having this conversation. I hadn't thought about the AirPods until Melinda brought it up. Right. You know? I mean, I'm a genius. You are a genius. <laughs> you're my baby sister. <laughs> you're my genius sister. <laughs> Although, our middle sister's pretty Yes, she's the too. actual genius. She's <laughs> she is smart. And the actual favorite. And yes. plus, you're sitting next to me, so surely some of my smartness has oozed off. I, oh you're God. right. <laughs> you thought she AirPods, and I, I felt it. And I was like, you know what? No, you AirPods. said AirPods. I said AirPods louder. <laughs> <laughs> you do that a lot. No, no, no. I said AirPods, and you said AirPods <laughs> Pro. Yeah, <laughs> I said noise-canceling AirPods. That's how it is in our marriage, too. Missy will think of something genius to say, and I say it a millisecond behind her twice as loud. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, damn, Jim's smart. Yes, yeah. yes, I am. So, like, the day that the bodies are found, um, police do have a, um, you know, release the news to the public, and they give them, like, little bits of information, and... Again, like the speculation is very quickly rampant, like on the internet, in the the town, everything. But during the initial press conference, the police also say that they do not believe that this is um, like an ongoing community risk, which they're kind of pointing at. They're looking at this is probably a targeted incident mm-hmm. at the time. But again, this is just initial speculation, even from the police and what they found. So this was. Sunday morning, November 13th. Monday, November 14th, the university cancels classes. And um, on November 16th, a couple days later, the police chief, James Fry, announces that the local police are working the case as well as state police and FBI. And just with, like, the stuff that I've looked into in the past, it's a really big deal, especially when local and state get with the Mm -hmm. FBI because there's a lot of 
disdain between yeah. the two for like jurisdiction and who's gonna like and they've never seen a movie where that's not a problem right right yeah, they, <laughs> exactly. they intentionally put that in there it's like every in charge episode. you were you were in charge now i'm in charge fbi yeah. bitch. FBI, yeah. every episode of criminal mind ever yes yes, yes. yes. Yeah, they're always so, stepping on each other's toes yeah. sort of. but it was immediately something like this how big of a deal or it just was like to say. well they weren't used to dealing with that right because they're so they, they were like uh please take that's it good true. on them though because absolutely yeah, some departments would yeah right. some departments would not were not equipped yeah. for something now their egos won't handle it right yeah. Yeah. give it over to the people that know what they're doing yeah, yeah and that was that was time. good on them yeah sure. throughout this whole thing and i it's it's i feel really bad i don't usually feel bad for police in the stories because more often times than not i feel like they're they do make a lot of really horrible mistakes mm-hmm. and that's me generalizing and that's just whatever but I think they did a phenomenal job in this case, and I think it just shows, like, the further we go into mm-hmm. it. And this is just, like, part one of them doing a great job mm-hmm. was involving as many different authorities, I guess, as they could yeah. to yeah. help yeah. find this killer. So, again, all four victims were pronounced dead on arrival, and preliminary autopsies are done between November... 17th and 18th and they show that all four students were stabbed to death with a large knife um, and the stab wounds were all concentrated in the head and chest slash upper body area yes terrible yeah there are no signs of sexual assault on any of the victims which is interesting it's interesting it's also kind of a very small victory just Mm -hmm. to know that they didn't have to endure something like that and it's believed that they were all attacked while they slept, but there was no weapon found. And were they all in different rooms? Yes, that's they were on weird. Two Diana different floors. Too. Right, I know you said the other and floor. And Ethan were on the second floor. I believe together, and then, and then the other two. The other two were on the other floor. Mm-hmm. So they were actually, um, and so Zana and Ethan would have been in the same room. Madison and Kaylee were also in the same room because one of them had recently moved out of the house. Mm-hmm. But they had both lived in the house previously. So, but they were on the second and third floor. So, yeah. It was said that some of the roommates had defensive wounds, but not all of them. And police initially say that they believe the murders occurred between 4 and 4.25 a.m. Also, during their preliminary investigation, the police seized the contents of three dumpsters that are close to the residence in their search. And they're also, like, immediately checking with a lot of local businesses, inquiring about, inquiring about the sales of large knives recently, hoping they can possibly link a sale to the crime scene. Um, also, even though the police have said in their initial announcement of the murders were believed to be an isolated incident they kind of walk that back a little over the next week and they make another statement saying quote we cannot say there is no threat to the community end quote but i think that's just kind of safe because yeah they weren't yeah couldn't be a hundred percent they don't want people to not be on alert right On November 30th, there is a vigil held at the university for the victims, and some of their family members are there. Um, One of the family members is Kaylee's father, Stephen, and he speaks out during the vigil. 
he tells the crowd how his daughter and Madison is pitiful. Um, so his daughter Kaylee and Madison had been best friends since the sixth grade, and they had actually been found together in the same bed that night. And again, one of them was living in the house and the other had recently moved out. And this is a quote directly from Kaylee's father, Stephen. He said, quote, they went to high school together, then they started looking at colleges, then they came here together. They eventually get into the same apartment together, and in the end, they died together. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Couldn't imagine. And, and I re- recall seeing, you know, just pictures of them. Beautiful girls. Oh, yeah. Just from young, young, mm-hmm. and then they blossom, and... Grow into adults. And just live and, in life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So happy. And, and that, and that quote in, in the, I can imagine as a parent, as heartbreaking as that is, but then there is that little bit of, she was with her person, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they, she was with her friend. And some sort of comfort. You would want to pull some sort of comfort from just such a tragic I would think you'd have to. You would. I don't think I have it in me. To, I mean, it's just horrible. Yeah. I don't think I have it to find any bright spot. Well, this is one of the that. reasons I don't have children. Yeah, me. I literally... Oh, well, I mean, other than the three we have. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. That's just terrible. Imagine the, imagine the parents, no. you know, what the... No. I mean, it would, it would just... And wasn't Ethan a twin? Ethan Zama's boyfriend. Yeah, that's right. I think he was a twin. Yeah. Imagine that. That's even worse. And, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, this this story is just so incredibly heartbreaking. So incredibly heartbreaking. They're just... And it's so close. Young kids just trying to... I mean, they're real kids. I keep saying that. But I look at my kids as kids. And they're, Our kids are know, all older. Well, the one... Uh, actually, they're no, all, they're all older than that now. They're all yeah. older. Yeah. But just barely. I mean, well, Jarrett was Jarrett's their 20. age. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was happened, what, two years ago? Yeah. So Jarrett he's 22 20, now. So. Jarrett was 21 when this yeah. happened. And but. two of the victims are 21. <sighs> so, yeah. I've gone into Jarrett's room a few times, and I'm wondering, is he dead? And I go over and poke him. <laughs> I don't call the cops, and it's usually not covered in blood. It's just he's passed out of sleeping. But <laughs> like it's two in the afternoon. Damn kids nowadays. <laughs> oh, okay, Papa. Get yeah. off Moving my lawn. On. Okay. Moving on, Papa. Yeah, okay, Boomer. <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. That was a fist bump I, slash I a high five. Fist, by the way, it's we fist bump. Nobody uh, fist bumps anymore. Uh, well, COVID or something. <laughs> okay, then elbow. you do. Yeah, your elbow. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine the parents. I don't even know how that, uh, all that, but I don't understand how those people get on the news and do that talking. Oh, mm-hmm. no. I would be an absolute yeah. fucking yeah. mess. There would be other bodies. There would be. Even if it was just people I ran into that said, hey, how's it mm-hmm. going? I'd kill them by accident. There would be spokespersons I would just be, for I could for not yeah. do it. I, mean, I could absolutely. not do it. You know? and, and it just shows you the strength of character of these people that, that have lost so much mm-hmm. but can... That can spread the word and can, can I don't have it in me. Can mm-hmm. talk about no. I, would I would like to think that I could, but oh my goodness! I hope you could because I'm going to be somewhere else doing it. Yeah, it. I couldn't it, do it. These these parents and these the friends and siblings mm-hmm. and all that have lost so much, but then still mm-hmm. find the strength to 
to right talk now. about them and, and talk about the good and remember mm-hmm. all the positive and not, their lives should not be, that it should not be what their fate was. Right. You know, not what happened to not them. Not what happened to them, but how they lived. Right. And that's mm-hmm. how I like to look at these cases. Because some of them are just, I mean, all of them are just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they they had, they had these, these lives. Mm-hmm. Some harder than others. These kids all seem to have great parents, great upbringing, wonderful support. Could have been anything in their mm-hmm. lives. Literally just the start of their lives. They were starting yeah. their lives mm-hmm. and it was snuffed out. Mm-hmm. Completely. Um, and that's, and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking when you, when you look at that mm-hmm. and, and all that, that everyone around them deals with now mm-hmm. because of the actions of one person. Mm-hmm. I, I literally just can't imagine and hope that I never have to. So, um, by December the 1st, the police do officially confirm that the uh, murders were the uh, result of a targeted attack, but they're still trying to determine whether it was the property that was targeted or somebody that lived in the house that was the target. Both of the surviving roommates have been officially cleared by police, Um, also (coughs) Keeley's ex and friends who had been to the house that morning when they were called. They've all been cleared by the police. But, um, other than saying that these people are cleared, the police aren't really giving, like, a reason. And the public just... <coughs> Sorry. Smoking. With the smoke. that yeah, That's good shit. You need some, <laughs> you need Sorry. some Mick Ultra. Yeah. yeah. We need to switch, dude. But, um... No, yeah, because the, the, they're just saying these people are cleared. Like, that's really not enough for the public. So there's still, like, a lot of speculation going around. Um, December 2nd, the roommates released statements officially. And I'm going to read to you just, like, a little snippet from one of the roommates real quick. Uh, they said, quote, My life was greatly impacted to have known these four beautiful people. My people who changed my life in so many ways and made me so happy. End quote. Oh. Yeah. That's okay. But again, even through that, speculation continued. By December 5th, as a result of the tip lines and, like, the emails that had been set up specifically for this case, police report that they have received more than 2,600 email tips insane. Wow. And, um, 2,700 phone calls. Also, more than a thousand tips that they've gathered from social media. Oh, wow. But again, this, oh, and this, um, just as like an extra little tidbit, by Christmas Eve, they're reporting they have over 15,000 individual tips from like every source. And again, this is coming from a very rural area that has not seen this happen in many, many years. But it's just, there's so much online. And here's kind of the problem with it, though, is that 
they want to do their due diligence. So even though we know, like, later on that the police have been working with some pretty solid stuff this whole time, they still have to make sure that they're following up on everything. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of become a hindrance to the investigation. And in my opinion, I think they did it. They got things done really quickly overall. But maybe it could have been done quicker if there wasn't so many, like, real actual dead-end leads yeah. for them to have to follow up yeah. on. I imagine, think that happens a lot. Though. Can you imagine all the leads they that have come to follow in and they, right. do, they have to go all. But this is, like, also, this is 2022, and it's, like, it's a worldwide thing. Like, even right. when, like, Lacey Peterson went missing, we didn't have that kind of technology. Mm-hmm. So, like, can you even imagine... Mm-hmm. Like that case back yeah. then, or yeah. Ted Bundy, or just any of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the police are trying to kind of like quash some of the public involvement, and they address this in the press conferences and expressing how there's really kind of over involvement, um, but that doesn't really help anything. Uh, let's see. On December 15th, Kaylee's mom goes on the Today Show, and she expresses frustration with the situation, saying that she feels they've been, quote, left in the dark a lot as family members. But then a few days later, the police chief makes another statement saying that they're in daily contact with the families, which, again, I believe, I just... I remember that. They don't... The families aren't getting so much information. I mean, what are they going to find out right. day to day to day? I mean, mm-hmm. they're still digging and they're still searching. And yeah. And I mean, you'd want to know every you day. Do, absolutely. You do. Absolutely. It to be forgotten. Absolutely. Even <laughs> if know? there's no movement. Mm-hmm. Just tell me you're working on it. Right. Um, it sounds like that was kind of the problem, though, because, like, police just... I think they held everything so close to the chest mm-hmm. in this situation that the family was irritated. Like... They knew that there was more to the situation, but they weren't getting it. And they have to be careful what they release. Right, exactly. Yeah, you don't because, want too much information getting exactly. out. Exactly. Because sometimes people give themselves up by saying mm-hmm. the stuff that only they knew, and they know they yep. didn't release it. Mm-hmm. Or, if they give up too much, more people hear it, then they might right. get tips, tips that lead them somewhere, but is actually it's nowhere. Right. right. Because exactly. they heard information they shouldn't have heard. Exactly. Or yeah. the bad person hears it and runs off. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, this is one of the situations where I don't normally take the police side because there's just so much going on, but I, I really think they played this as best they could, and it, they mm-hmm. were working with a really difficult hand because of, like, social media and that sort of thing. Um, so some of the tips that do come in are released. One was it was believed by some that Kaylee had a stalker, though this was never confirmed. Police, though, they also did ask for the public's help early in December, advising they were looking for the driver of a white Hyundai Elantra um, between the years of 2011 and 2013. They didn't have a license plate, and they just said they wanted to speak to them because they were believed to have critical information about the case. So this request for help would eventually um, go on to help in solving the murders, and on December 30th, 2022, Police announced that they had a suspect in custody, and this was 28-year-old Brian Christopher Koberger. So, the night of the killing, surveillance tapes from the nearby house had caught images of the white Elantra going in a path that would have passed the house four times between 3.29 a.m. to 4.01 a.m., and the last time that it was videoed was at 4.20, and it was speeding away from the neighborhood, and it never returned. Mm, so. That is unbelievable. 
unbelievable to me that he was able to do what he did mm -hmm. in less than 20 minutes. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. Oh, and another very important piece of information that was found at the scene but was not released to the public at the time was a knife sheath in Madison's bed. And from this, they were able to find some DNA, but all they were able to tell about it was that it was male DNA. But between the description of the car and the DNA that was found on the sheets, investigators were able to eventually trace and, like, connect Brian and, like, cross-reference him on the two lists between the vehicles and the DNA. So... They had this list of 22,000 possible car owners, so huge undertaking to begin with, but then they also, and this was the very interesting part that I didn't realize until I started really researching it this time, they actually were able to link the DNA through a public genealogy database the way that they did the Golden oh, State Killer. Yeah. They found um, a partial familial match. And they were able to cross-reference him as an owner of one of these cars on the list. Mm -hmm. And that's where they got him. That's wow. why Jim doesn't ever want to do that. Yeah, I awesome. said the same thing. I don't want to murder somebody. And, well, no, 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 no. And, I, and then, oh, yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't murder somebody either. <laughs> that's, but I don't want to be associated with something like that. That's my thing, too. Or but what I don't want to murder catch somebody. Or if I'm it. the killer. I don't your want to help catch that. Don't kill anybody. Your son you know? has done it. You're, you're screwed. Yeah, you can just do it. Already on there. <laughs> Mine's safe for the moment. But yeah, that I, I is an amazing I know. tool. But that's that been used several times. Yeah, it yeah. has. Yeah. The Golden State Killer was like the initial yeah. thing, but then after that, it's like blown open. Right. Like, well, it's, they, they've also like, uh, what's the people when that originally happened? Mm -hmm. They were saying that, you know, this is like, you know, not was it legal mm -hmm. and all that for them to get all that information? Right, because now they. There's, um, like, a lot of stuff you have to sign. I mean, you had to sign certain things when you signed up for, like, yeah, those right. sort of, like, 23andMe and stuff before, but it's become even it's more... It's in the terms and conditions right. no one reads. Mm -hmm. yes. Right. It's yeah. 14 pages. Check here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you just click it because you want to do yeah. it. But, yeah. mm -hmm. but it's neat. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you were saying earlier how, like, uh, all the leads and stuff, how it does throw the police off a little bit, but mm -hmm. think about how much faster stuff is solved now. That's true. I mean, it was yeah. before. Yeah, I mean, before you had to literally catch the guy running mm -hmm. out, carrying the knife and the severed head. We still have no <laughs> idea who Jack the Ripper was. Really. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, it's true. Yeah. You know, back yeah, years ago, right. there, you know, nobody within 50 miles of one house in the middle of mm -hmm. Idaho or right. somewhere, you know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Rural East Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. it just, it's, uh, it's so much easier now. And plus, with the internet, people get on there and they brag and everything else mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. talk about it and... Yep. You know, and the reward money, you know, I'd turn you in for probably a Big Mac. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. You're my favorite sister in law. <laughs> Unless Heather's listening, then she's my favorite. <laughs> right. So, before they actually made the arrest, though, the police also wanted to collect all the evidence they possibly could to build a strong case. Um, so, with Brian's phone records, it showed that he had pinged the tower closest to the house at least a dozen times between June and the date of the killings on November 13th. More phone records show that um, his connection to his network 
where he lived in Pullman, Washington, which was only about eight miles from the university where the victims went. He stopped connecting to the network at 2.47 a.m. that night, and then he reconnected in Blaine, Iowa, or Idaho, see, told you, um, at 4.48 a.m. <laughs> it also shows that golf cart. Yeah. It's like a drag race. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It also shows that his phone pinged the tower closest to the house at 9 p.m. on November 12th. Uh, let's see. Here. They also monitored and tracked him and during this time, like, when he was apprehended, he was at his parents' house in Pennsylvania. Multiple times while he was under surveillance by police, he was seen wearing surgical gloves and putting trash into neighbors' trash cans. Mm, not suspicious Shady. at all. Very. They learned that the day after the murders, slash the day of the murders, I guess, because it was early in the morning, that he had driven his car with his dad across the country, um, and this was about 2,500 miles where he would eventually end up at their house. From the crime scene. And during this drive, he was actually stopped twice by police in Indiana within a five-mile radius for speeding and tailgating. Wow. On December 31st, he waived his extradition hearing in Pennsylvania, and he agreed to be taken back to Idaho, where he was saying he was just ready to clear his name and he was going to fight these charges. On January 5th, this is where it kind of gets... A little more cleared up, I guess, with the roommate situation. Uh, but there's this affidavit from the roommates that is made public, and it really clears the names. Like I said, one of them, while it was initially reported, you know, that they had both been sleeping on the ground floor that night, one of them was actually sleeping on the second floor that night. And this was the same floor that Xana and Ethan were on. And they did actually wake up when she thought that, um, she heard what she believed was Kaylee and her dog initially. Uh, so she opened the bedroom door where she was sleeping and she heard what she reported what sounded like crying from Xana's room and a male voice, which again would not have been like immediately concerning because Xana's in there with her boyfriend. Maybe they've had like an argument or Xana's just upset about something and he's comforting. So the one, and again, we're not identifying which roommate it was, opened the door um, a couple of times. Then she opened it a third time when she still continues to hear a disturbance. And she reported that she saw a figure that was dressed in all black head to toe with even a mask that covered their mouth and nose. Only saw their eyes. Um, the figure was about five foot ten. They looked like they had a pretty athletic build and bushy eyebrows. But they had no idea who it was. The figure actually walked towards her and then walked past her and exited through the sliding glass oh, door. Oh my goodness. So she doesn't even know if they saw her, maybe because it was just so dark. Surely they, no they didn't. Yeah. There's yeah. no way they did because they would have had to. They would have. They would have. They would have. They would have. Oh right. my goodness. And so this is when I say, um, goodness. this, for all intents and purposes, clears their names she went into an obvious state of shock oh at this point God. and like barricaded herself and absolutely yeah. right and just like stayed there for hours um until they ended up making that 911 call and again like maybe when they initially 
called the friends. Like, they just didn't know what to do. Like, maybe they were asking right. for help. Like, right. somebody was in my house. I don't know what's going on. Right. Like, right. Um, so, the, the only suspect in the crime, Brian Christopher Koberger. He is 28 years old, and at the time he's arrested, he's been living in Pullman, Washington, as a doctoral student at Washington State University. Oh, wow. He was born on November 21st, 1994, in Albrightsville, Pennsylvania. So he is younger than all of us, including Mel mm-hmm. here. He was, what, 28? 28, yeah. Mm-hmm. When Brittany was born, 94. Unlike the scarecrow. <laughs> so, um, Brian graduated from Pleasant Valley High School in Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania. And after high school, he enrolled in the Monroe Career and Technical Center in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. But he dropped out after a year. And um, well, later, Jesus in- was born, right? <laughs> I believe so. I think that's an- another country. Yeah, he came from Pennsylvania. Jesus. <laughs> you, you lived in Pennsylvania. You know there's a Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I'm just wondering if that's the He was, but not in Pennsylvania. Oh, well, I went with another name, but anyway, proceed. If he was, that's what he should be on their license plate. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> birthplace of Jesus. Birthplace of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> not birthplace of country music. Birthplace of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus is really mad right now. <laughs> I didn't mean any of that mean, Jesus. But Jesus is all right with me. Yeah. <laughs> Misty with a doobie. I just, okay, boomer. <laughs> the doobie's right. I love the doobie. Boomer. I like the doobie. <laughs> is Michael McDonald in that? Yes. Okay, just making sure. Michael <laughs> McDonald is awesome. I didn't that's, say anything bad impressive. about him. That's impressive. I'm impressive. You're like 12 and you that. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm a genius. Mm-hmm. Again. Okay. That was like 1990. What year were you born? 91. 90, at the end of 91. So. Okay. Yeah. So she's got her Nirvana shirt on here. I do. So. From the MTV Unplugged. Yeah. Look, this I is my ask. favorite shirt. Hey, her sister raised her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you also raised me on Benny and June. Yeah. Johnny Depp. She didn't raise you with a lint roller, apparently. <laughs> this is literally just, it's not, it's not lint. It's the shirt, I wear it so much, it's just pilled. What is Like, pilled? I need, like, when the you've fabric got pills. Pilled, you've got pilled fabric. On I need one of those, like, shirt. shavers. One of those shavers yeah. from, the, from the 80s that they sold on the infomercial. Yeah. You got a free shaver. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. It looks like one of those things you shave your balls with, but... <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that. your word for we that. Wouldn't no, we right. wouldn't know. Well, I mean, what, what we I don't get. shave our balls. <laughs> <laughs> from, from what I from what I gather. Yeah. But anyway, lovely shirt. I like Nirvana. So apparently, when he dropped out of this technical center, um, when I researched a little bit further, he had like a heroin problem, Ooh. and he ended up having to go to rehab. Okay. So some trouble brewing. Um, he later, though, went on to Northampton Community College, also in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and as Jim has let you know, it's birthplace of Jesus. I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't know Jesus personally. <laughs> you should. Well, I probably You should, should ask him into your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Memo just turned over in her grave. 
I'm just not going to tell my parents we restarted the podcast. <laughs> just tell them on episode two. <laughs> <laughs> if, Jim is, if, Jim, if, if Jim is involved, Remember the one they don't need to listen to it. podcast Jim was on? <laughs> the one episode. The one It'll episode. be the lost episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> Did you have to cut everything? <laughs> it's going to be about four minutes long. <laughs> I apologize. So you should, you should. So Brian got Did an Jesus. associate's degree. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> you ask him into your heart. I'm telling you. I have asked him into my heart. What did he say? He said no. <laughs> We wouldn't do that. We're going to take a quick break so Jim can go pray. <laughs> we all need to pray. Wait, Jesus, Jesus help us. <laughs> Jesus is just all right with me. Why can't he be all Jesus right with me? Jesus is just all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is. He's cool. He's cool like that. Oh, my goodness. So I'm 28. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your fault. You're the one who like nobody else said apart. Jesus. We know. <laughs> okay. Miss <laughs> Jim just smacks his face. Yeah, just a guess. Back in the groove. Right. In 2018, he earned a degree, uh, his, his associate's degree at the community college in psychology. Uh-huh. Um, and he continued his education at, maybe you can help me out with this, Jim, DeSales University? I don't know. D-E, it's in Pennsylvania. D-E-S-A-L-E-S. DeSales. DeSales. I'm not sure. DeSales. Yeah, we're in Tennessee, so DeSales <laughs> University. <laughs> In Center Valley, PA. Hey, Google. Where is the Sales University? The Sales. The Sales. Station Avenue, Center Valley, Pennsylvania. Okay, the Sales. She's British. I got it. That's Australian. Oh, Australian. Is it Australian? Yeah. For sure. You did it because you wanted it to sound like Rose Byrne. I was going to say Rose Byrne. That's why I'm your favorite. I wanted to say Rose Byrne. Isn't she so pretty? And Not as pretty as you, honey. for our listeners, my sister is sitting next to my husband because they are oh, BFFs and they feed Isn't off of Rose each Byrne's other. Isn't Rose Byrne so pretty, though? Yes, oh she God. is. I think her voice is just so And I support sultry. Misty when she needs to hide his body. <laughs> it's going to happen one of these days. And Adrian and Mel are going to be doing a podcast about me and Your Jane. voice is beautiful, too, honey. <laughs> It's just not Australian. She's no Rose Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Don't tell her. I won't. Anyway, we now know how to pronounce it. Where were we? So he went to the Sales University. He got a BA in 2020. He got his master's in 2022. And then in the summer of 2022, he moved to Washington State. Where, again, he started his um, doctoral... Mm-hmm. Doctoral... Um, at the University of, or Washington State University. Yes, Washington State University. And this was only about eight miles from 
the university where the girls went, Idaho. So just mm. right across the state line. He finished his first semester um, nine days before he was arrested. He what was, timing? I know. At least he finished. Yeah. yeah. More he than any of us. Didn't have to drop out to go to rehab that time. <laughs> True. He so. said no, no. <laughs> Did nobody else get that? Amy Winehouse. Okay. <laughs> Only my wife didn't laugh. That shows you how long we've been married. <laughs> Too fucking long. <laughs> so he was also a TA at Washington State University. And in the weeks leading up to the murders, faculty had actually met with him because there were, quote, growing concerns about his behavior and conduct. And he ended up actually being fired from his TA position on December 19th. So, mm. about a month after. What is TA? Teacher's assistant. Oh. So, like, basically when professors don't want to teach, they make their assistants do this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grade my papers, bitch. Yes. And that's, <laughs> we'll get to that, too. <laughs> so, people who knew him early on in his life said that he was very, um, he was very intelligent, but he was quiet, and he did have an interest in psychology from an early age. Um, his college classmates, you know, later on would also say that he was very interested in serial killers, but even though he was interested in serial killers, this wasn't, like, an issue because they were in, you know, their field, psychology, so this is not odd necessarily he also loved crime documentaries movies etc which i mean if you're going to judge somebody like on that then we're all in that boat right now yeah so macy's figured out all kinds of ways to murder me Mm -hmm. i have what's your favorite way i'm not going to tell you (laughs) not on the podcast (laughs) there was also so before he moved to washington in um, Pennsylvania, where he was still at at the time, Seven Sirens Brewing Company in Bethlehem reported how they'd had to speak to him about some worrisome interactions that he had with workers and um, clients at the brewery. So they apparently had in their system, whenever a client would come in, they would scan their ID and they're able to like make notes with that ID in the system. Mm-hmm. So like if they're regulars or something, people just know more information about them or whatever mm-hmm. and there were notes in the system saying that he was there alone a lot apparently he made a lot of creepy comments mm-hmm. he would ask women both working there and that were just patrons of the business where they lived and who they were there with like he was already trying to like it sounds like stalk out somebody um so the owner did eventually approach him about this and he apparently seemed shocked and after the owner approached him, he never came back. So, was this guy well to do? I mean, he came from a good a family. Like, he didn't have, so far as we know, again, this is so early on and what we could possibly know in years to come. But he, he seems like he came from a good family. And the only real signs that I can tell of, like, really big struggles were his. His heroin addiction or like drug troubles that he had as a teenager. Don't well, we all? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. No, well, right, no we please, don't. don't. None of us? This is me. Okay. No, you're the only <laughs> one on heroin, apparently. Which, by the way, he does not. Just no. FYI, people. No. <laughs> no. I don't do heroin. 
So, um, the students, like, that were in his classes where he was a TA, so they noticed a sh there, there was a shift in his behavior after the murders. Like, he was able to hold conversations with people better. He seemed more friendly. And he was, like, before the murders was a really tough grader, but then after the murders, he all of a sudden, it was like he loosened up. It's a release. Right. Exactly. Which is... Was it released, or do we I, know that yet? No, but I we think don't. It, no, I mean, I think it's like think an, it's still either an emotional. A, that is, that is, I mean, because yeah. I usually, anytime I release, I want to talk to Misty after that. <laughs> I mean, well, I want to take a nap, and then I want to talk to Misty. <laughs> but I'm just saying that you get right. that release. A lot of these serial killers, it's like endorphins too. Yeah, like, and you get that. You feel you. you know, yeah, that's been in your brain for so long, and then you. Yeah, especially like, especially if she especially if she was targeted. Mm -hmm. And he yeah. had been thinking about her. Right. It's almost like you, you can know. exhale finally. Right. You exactly. Well, like, uh, there's okay. also the question of whether there was a sexual release when it happened. Oh, because wow. she may not have been assaulted, but that doesn't... Right. That doesn't he wouldn't be the first killer to get him. off right. by right. doing the action. And that's what mm -hmm. right. did it for right. him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which, by the way, is something we still have no information on. Because, mm -hmm. again... This very, very new, new case. Yeah, yeah. New. Um, so, he did follow all three of the women victims on Instagram, but none of them followed him back, and it was reported that he had even messaged one of them on Instagram, but they never got back to him. But we're not even sure if she ever even saw the message, so... Yeah. Probably a young, pretty girl getting messages from... A lot All of kinds guys. of guys. Yeah. And especially yeah. when you got your daddy, you know, somebody, what, eight years older, nine years older? I mean, was. yeah, not much older. Yeah. No, um, I mean, he was six years older or so. It's if yeah, she was well, 22, terrible, he was 28. Yeah. That's terrible, but they would just be overrun with messages. Oh, no, but I'm absolutely. Sure. That's the thing. Girl, that she just mm -hmm. had so many. Meeting people right. daily. I mean, that's how people yeah. date now. Right. So... Talk to your daughter and about her text messages where she doesn't read any from any of us even. <laughs> yeah, hundreds of text messages. I don't know how she lives like that, but she does. Right when I sent Missy, I sent her a message. I had to give it to this guy. He jumped on a fucking horse and he run it over to her. Back village. in our day, back in our day, we wrote we wrote notes I to know. each other. I loved you. I had no. You loved me. Okay. Oh, I'm so fond of you, but. Jesus yeah. Christ. You know him. And Bethlehem. Right? <laughs> or what was that? Yeah, yes. Bethlehem, right? Yeah. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Little Just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably change this thing to water and more water. Water, like, water, wine. I'm three, I'm, I'm three whiskeys in. I'm pretty hot. Just water. I don't know if it'd be as entertaining, but it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope we're entertaining. Uh, yeah. We're entertaining ourselves. We think, we think we're funny, I guess. We It'll think we're, we're having fun. Yeah. We all have like regular jobs, so like our livelihood is not dependent on this at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing about Brian was that he was reported to have gone to the Mad Greek restaurant, and this is actually where Madison and Zana worked as servers, and so apparently he was there a couple of times in the weeks before the murders, mm. but we're not sure, like, he's apparently just picking up pizzas, though, so we don't know if, like, yeah. he had any interactions with them. Um, 
Others that are like at the Idaho Student Union apparently saw him so often there that they thought he was a student. So he was like, oh. even though he's in the joint, maybe. right? That's what it sounds like. Was stalking them. Yeah. The big real nail in the well. No, let's see here. So on May twenty second, he had a court hearing where he was asked what um, he was, what his plea was, guilty or not guilty, and he just stayed silent. So, even though he said initially he was going to fight these charges, he absolutely didn't do it. Now he's just silent, so the judge is forced to enter a plea as not guilty on his behalf. Mm -hmm. This is, again, May 22nd, 2023. God, that's like just the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Not, well, even even more recently, on June 16th, on June 16th, Investigators were able to conclusively link him to the knife sheath that was found in Madison's room with the DNA. So his DNA matched it exactly. I had read that it was planted. Did you? <laughs> really? I swear. By Jesus. No, it wasn't by Jesus. <laughs> Jesus wouldn't plant Jesus DNA. knows everything, but he's not going to plant stuff. But yeah, I, I, if you look, I think he that's planted their, us all. I think that's their he new did. thing, that they think it's been planted. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you being serious right I now? I swear, yeah. I, I think that's a not planted. Hold on a second. Don't. What? What is your? Well, he's reading it from the internet, so yes, it's another so armchair detective. It's, it's gotta be true. What, what even website is this? The from? Sun Inside How? Edition. They're always gonna claim that it's planted, though. Yeah. The defense is saying that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I so. Oh, well, then that doesn't count. We don't listen yeah. to the defense. They're just we don't listen the, to defense the defense has to prove yeah. that it was planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I read this somewhere. When, when you think about the logic where the police department, the FBI, everybody involved mm-hmm. is playing it so close to the chest, they are not trying, they That's never tried to, like, single anybody out from the beginning. They were so They waited till they had their ducks in a row, mm-hmm. and then they said... And then they did, yeah. They were extra super they careful. They were. So it makes no sense. They could have probably arrested him months earlier. Right. They just did the narrative on one person just to get something. Yeah, but usually when there is planted evidence or, like accusations that have validity it's when they've been targeting someone from the very beginning so if we're mm-hmm. going to go back to the whole one day we're going to talk about scott peterson thing that can be an argument where you say that the narrative was pushed in his direction from the very beginning right, and it's exactly. going to be an argument it is going to be an <laughs> argument when it happens yeah no. He's a piece of shit. Are, is it? Are we two and two on that yes, one? Or two two? Okay. Two. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that'll be an interesting. I'm excited for that one, but that's where you have that Hopefully argument. A Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can wait for Christmas. Make my birthday have special. To, might just have to record it early and then just post it. You know that's fair. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. Yeah. I mean, no, we won't do that, audience. We wouldn't do you like that. <laughs> June twenty sixth. Uh, prosecutor's office announces that it is seeking the death penalty. And let's see here. Earlier in the year, though, I just want to mention that the University of Idaho president announced that the house had been donated to the university where the murders occurred, and they plan to demolish it. There was a memorial garden that's planned at the school, and there have been scholarships created in Madison, Zana, and Ethan's names. Um, Brian's family has also released a statement apologizing to the victim's families, and they have been fully compliant with authorities. So that's why I said this. I don't have a lot of information on the family, but it seems like he came from 
you know, a good upbringing or, like, good people, decent people. They were mortified. Right. I did find that, what we were talking about, that they said it was planted. It is the defense, which kind of seems kind of... That's that's part of the standard. Yeah, yeah. And, it is. And the, the fact that they they took a cheek swab and they right. used that familiar familiar how do you say that? familial familial or yeah. Well, I had several whiskeys. Familiar familiar familiar. We, familiar. You know what We've I mean. gotten it across. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, that he said it wasn't. Uh, it was that, that was the defense that they were going with that it was planted. They're they're always they, they have no other defense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. They're usually when you got the DNA you're fucked. Oh yeah. I mean I mean it's a matter of fact, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. DNA's ninety nine point nine nine nine. What one in unless it can well, be yeah, proved like that it was when they're coming back going, right. Oh, there's only one person in seventeen billion, but there's only eight billion people on the planet, you know. Right. So mm-hmm. it's it's pretty hard. Yeah. So, um, and just to also mention, this month there was a hold put on the demolition of the home because uh, they apparently found asbestos and lead on the property. Oh. Yeah. So, again, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. But It's an old house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The trial has a tentative start date of October 2nd, 2023. And that's where we're going to end this one. Um, because, again, there's just... A lot more still to come, and we'll probably learn a lot more stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to revisit it whenever, yeah. it, whenever the trial's going on, yeah. and have a conclusion to see what, yeah, what what's signs. the narrative. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I would like. To it's see. pretty. It's pretty darn clear. We know. Yeah, we know what's going on. I just wonder what he's going to try to spin mm-hmm. as like. Well, I want to hear more about, like, and I don't know that we ever will, was he following one of them mm-hmm. specifically? Right, did he see them at a bar one right. time, and, or at that work where they were, you said they were both waitresses? Right. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and just... Just being infatuated. Yeah, just just right. somebody mm-hmm. give us, you know, like, for a male, uh, which I used to be, um... So Missy took a man. Yeah, I used to be a man. They're in my purse. But, right. But yeah, but I used to be a man. But um, like for a guy, you know, she could have just given him a hello, yeah, yeah. as a normal waitress yeah. would. Mm-hmm. And where a guy instantly yeah. thinks, or oh, most most guys, is. that you know, like she's attracted to me, mm-hmm. and then maybe she didn't. You know, yeah. Well, no. I mean, it's all we don't know. But it if, would be neat if to most know. guys think that, then there's something wrong with most guys mm-hmm. because. People are just right, friendly I, to be I, friendly. I know, but I think guys, uh, especially guys, I've researched some of the murderers, um, they take that as a hint well, uh, yeah, that, they're, uh-huh. that they're attracted to them. Just, you know, a normal person says hello to you doesn't mean that she right. wants to jump your bones. Right. And you know? us being from the South. Not me. I, not you. <laughs> Jersey. Jersey, Jersey bitches. Boy. Um, but with us being from the South, you know, it is it is common to smile and common. say hello yeah. and hold the door for somebody yeah. and things like that. Well, I know. And when I first lived here, see, it was so weird to me. Yes, you know, it was like, weird to Like, how you doing? I'm like, um, fine. Who the hell are you? Yeah. yeah. But see, you know, those common, those common... Courtesy, right? And I guarantee it can be if somebody has some mentally, you know, especially going from the northeast to Idaho. Right, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, that would be such yeah, a different demographic. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I want—I'm curious because you say we don't know. Um, 
how that, you know, how he came, or maybe random picked these two girls. He also, by the way, and I didn't mention this because there was just a lot more research. I mean, there's always going to be a bunch of stuff that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but some people did report that when he was in high school, he was bullied and then he had kind of a weight problem. So. Huh? They always are bullied. It's terrible. I mean, usually. Everybody yeah. is bullied. I, no, everybody. Well, I know. Thing, but some are bullied worse than others. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah. um, It didn't sound like he had, like, again, bullying is never okay. No. But from the stuff that I read, some people were like, he was bullied, but then others were like, well, he didn't take shit, and he was a bully right back to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't give you a pass to go around and kill. No, I mean, no. You know, four never. people, no. four innocent kids. Stop mm-hmm. bullying. Yeah. yeah. Teach your kids not to to be assholes. You shouldn't be a bully, but you also are responsible for the choices you make. And if you were bullied or whatever, you're 28 years old, he is well past being able to make the right decision. Mm -hmm. And knowing, you know, stabbing somebody is Mm -hmm. not. Well, he's well educated. He's going to his doctorate. Or doctorate, right. Yeah. What's weird about that is, is like, yeah, we don't know the narrative yet, but if in his initial, like, hearing, he couldn't even decide whether he wanted to plead guilty or not guilty and just didn't say anything. I I felt like he was just being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he was trying to decide. I just think he was just being an ass. Just an ego play? I think he's being a Ted Bundy about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're not gonna go. (laughs) (laughs) Ted Bundy's an asshole, too. Melinda loves I don't. But I, I mean, I've done a lot of research, obviously. Don't worry, Jeffrey's not listening. Someone's going to have like a 70 part episode of Ted Bunny. That's not true. Everybody's already done Ted Bunny. Everybody knows everything. I just, I don't know. Everybody has a perspective. It's, 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 I like, yeah, I click on to like little things and like my, the favorite thing that I learned, well, I mean, like Ted Bunny and his escapes is like, crazy right Mm -hmm. but like my favorite fact was whenever he and uh carol ann boone were in the courtroom Mm -hmm. and he had asked for permission to marry her Mm -hmm. and the judge said hell no but he looked up the laws and Mm -hmm. he knew that if he asked her under oath if she would marry him that that counted as legal legal marriage marriage. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean he was in law school he was he was what he was doing he he was he well, wasn't not I intelligent. Not well, his stock just went up in my book. I'm a big Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. No. I'm not saying no. his stock still was a piece of shit. He was. Yeah. He was for sure. He, I don't know. It was. And this guy probably is too. And it's uh, just, it's fascinating. Not, it's just fascinating. People are fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. People I, are fascinating. There's a lot more, I feel like, of this story to come. Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely. And. It would be neat to find out, you know, I mean, you don't have a lot of information about the murders themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, how do you kill... More will come out yeah, in how do you kill four I'm people sure there's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of stuff that comes out in trial that we learn, just like we have with any other case. Right. right. This is just... Again, this was one that I had so many people asking me about at the end of last year, and I was like, this is when there was just speculation. We didn't even right. have, like, a suspect in mm-hmm. the so there was just nothing for me to, like, really try to even report on that was, right. like, cohesive. Right. Right. So, and report, that's a loose word here. Or, it's a drunk dive. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Drunk dive. <laughs> we're not yeah. deep diving. We're drunk oh, diving, God. baby. So, that is Brian Koberger mm-hmm. and the um, recent Idaho College murders. And 
Side note, what's up with the Bryans last year, man? Between that one and Brian Landry? Oh my god, that's oh, right. that's another one. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Brian's are assholes. Not all. <laughs> Just, those, Just two. those two. Was Brian Landry also spelled with a Y? No, he was oh, I, okay. I think. Okay. Oh my guy. god, his name's with a Y? Yeah. Oh, he's gotta be a douche. No, because Brian Littorell. Wait, was he an I or a Y? He was an I, right? From Brian White. Boys? Brian White was a Y. Yeah. And we he's, love Brian White. He's not an asshole. We like him. So Brian, Brian Littorell was, yeah, was, was an I. Yeah, because he's a Trump supporter. And yeah. Listen. Not like, even Kevin that likes that. No, that's his and cousin. Yeah, I know. And I so. I, I love Brian. He was <laughs> my B Rock. That's why I I was a Nick girl, obviously. But they were freaking fat. Yes. But uh <laughs> that's why you don't talk politics. Apparently I don't need to be Jim your friend. <laughs> Jim and I, Jim and I are just going back and forth looking. Yeah, I don't know what they're like, What are you talking about? Boy band. I know Brian Adams. Yeah, he was a Y. I do, I do. Yes, yeah. And he's cool. But yeah. I guess not all ones with a Y. He's yeah. Canadian, so he's definitely cool. That's cool. Yeah. Just like Beaver. Just like, just like just Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, whatever. Jim's man crush. <laughs> Every man's man. Every man. Crush. That's his wife's man crush. That's my whole thing. I can't. I can't argue that he's a hottie. <laughs> That's where you both go for the threesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, There's like, your threesome, finally. Oh, no, I'd be like, Deadpool, take me, take me. <laughs> Spending all that time with Misty. What is it about me that you don't like? What <laughs> blows my mind is that he does not think that Blake Lively is. Well, no, is, she's a beautiful woman. It's just, I don't gorgeous. think she's. Uh, I don't think she she's the epitome. She's she not. Is. She's perfect for him. She is. They're, they're gorgeous. No, I mean, just even personality-wise. Yeah. They're yeah. gorgeous. They, they're uh, funny. They she is a gorgeous woman. She's just not my end of the spectrum as far as what I would consider you the like top dead. notch. I like them when they look like I've been dead a week. Yeah. You, you probably shouldn't say that on a murder podcast. Well, no, no, no. Here, here we go. Like, okay, for anybody who's out there listening, Taylor Swift at the beginning of, like, What You Made Me Do music video... That is Jim's safe. Yeah. <laughs> if you can see his face right now. You'll watch the video. Yeah. But she looks like she always yeah. watch Taylor's videos. Yeah, you like? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she's like 27, right? She's 30. 30. She's older than me. She's not nearly as creepy. I know, it's still pretty fucking creepy, but I just want to make sure. In case you're listening, Taylor, love you. Yeah, when Taylor's younger than all three of your children, or older than all three of your children. Oh, and, your and, and your sister-in-law. And your sister-in-law. Hopefully she'll slide into my DMs. Do I have any DMs? No. <laughs> He's like, by the way, what are you? How do I get a DM That's what happens Taylor. when you're 52. How do you get the D and the M? <laughs> I put my D and her M. He did not mean it, Taylor. And Misty. Well, he meant us. it. He meant Wait, it. Wait, no, not unless. I mean, I wouldn't force her. No. On her. I mean, only if she wanted. He wanted, yeah. He no, wants she... her to. He wants her to want him. I want, want you to want me. me. <laughs> I need Is that like warrant or something? <laughs> well, it's cheap, cheap trick, trick. But it's also. Who was the one that redid it for the. Letters things? to Cleo. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Everything's warrant with Jim, too, yeah. just so you know. <laughs> and with that, thank you all for listening. <laughs> thank thank you. you. And especially for putting up with our musical <laughs> ensemble you. at the end. Yeah. I think we did good. <laughs> Snaps for us.
But again, thank you for tuning in. Oh. And thank you, Adrian, for putting this debacle together. Yes, thank you for educating us. And Mel for being the brains of the technical operation. And let's all hope this guy rots in hell, if he's guilty. Yes, he's, guilty. he's definitely guilty. Fuck yeah, him. Fuck him. I agree. So again, this was the first episode of what was the name of it again? Wine, <laughs> Wine whiskey, whiskey, and murder. And murder. Wine, whiskey, and murder. Our podcast. Yeah. Yay! Woo! Bye, guys. Bye. One final note from today's episode: I did just want to mention the sources that I used while I was researching this case. Um, all this information came from shows and articles that I read for NBC News, Wikipedia, ABC News, Newsweek, Inside Edition, The Daily Mail, The New York Times, and CBS News.